At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. I created this show for you, finding the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Right? How yes, are you, so much. I'm great. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for having me. And I love your intro. It's so cool. I love the way you have that put together. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I love my audience. They're like super active and they're always like asking questions and whatever have you. So let's learn a little bit about Amber. Amber, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. So I um, grew up in a super, super small town. Didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I can't ever remember having an answer to that question except successful. And so that's what I decided I was going to do. Just be successful. And I I know, right? Like what could go wrong? Like, what do you want to be successful? Awesome. (laughs) Got it. So I went to college on the way. My dad passed away when I was 18, Um, went down some deep, dark holes that people go to when they don't want to deal with grief, found law school, started working as an attorney, had a mental breakdown. And Mm. then I'm sitting in a therapist's office And I said, all I've ever wanted to do is be successful. And I feel like such a failure. Mm. And she said, Amber, you have a six-figure income. You're the first person in your family to go to college. You have a law degree. You're um, respected in your profession. You support yourself. What does success mean to you? Mm, I said, I don't know. Nobody's Mm. ever asked me that question. And I realized that I had spent my entire life chasing something I couldn't define. Wow. Which is where the current version of me came from. Wow. That's, that's really super deep though. Right. Because I think that, you know, I'm a coach for women. Right. And that's one of the things that um, I, we come up against all the time because these are, you know, COOs and presidents and, you know, all this other stuff that, that these women strive for. Right. And yet they're sitting in front of me 
in a Zoom call because they don't know what the hell they want to do and they don't feel fulfilled, right? Yeah. So I totally get that. And it's funny, right? Because I was thinking in my head when you said, I just want to be successful. I'm like, that's a way to niche it down. I know, right? (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, I go back and forth because one of my most frustrating things is the fact that we ask kids that question at all. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why Mm -hmm. are we asking somebody that there's no way that they have the life experiences to know what they want to do when they grow up. I'm almost 40. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Right. right? Yeah, like how do we expect a nine-year-old to tell us? Yeah. And yeah. what is really interesting though, that I've found as I've done my show and talked to people is that when you ask people what they wanted to be when they grew up, And then you find people who are living a purpose and a passion now, you can find qualities in those two answers that go together. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't always look the way we think it's going to look when we're nine. It's so true. That is so freaking true. And, um, you know, that even happened in my life, too. I, As a kid, I always said I wanted to be like Julia Childs. I wanted to be a chef, right? And then, I, of course, I became a medical assistant, ultrasound tech, like all this other stuff. <laughs> and then, But now I am a, an executive chef and a director of culinary operations, and it does look completely different. I'm more on the professional level than I thought I was going to be this chef cooking in front of a camera all the time, right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really neat that you decide to do that like so what was that breaking point for you though when you were going when you like when you became a lawyer you said you were completely miserable what happened there what what was it that got to you oh so you know how like you <laughs> you said there's nothing off the table there that's what is you said <laughs> nothing off the table um I'm going to go a little bit deeper in this answer than I normally go because I think that your audience will resonate with it um I learned through the therapeutic stuff that I went through that came after the event that I'm going to tell you about to answer your question, that I was entirely emotionally manipulative. And I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I did not understand that I was controlling the emotions of others because sometimes it felt like it was the only thing I could control in my life. Um, So specifically what happened is um, I was in Northern Nevada for court about eight hours away. The individual that I was dating, who is still an amazing friend of mine to this day, the individual that I was dating and I got into an argument and when I'm in my element and somebody doesn't want to talk to me or somebody doesn't respond the way that I would have wanted them to in this version of me, I would give them no choice. I would show up on their doorstep. I would, you know, use my emotions to get what I wanted from them, not realizing that's what I was doing. Mm. When you're eight hours away and somebody doesn't want to pick up the phone, you're left to your own devices. And it was really the first time in my life that I couldn't control somebody else because he wouldn't answer his phone no matter what I did. And I sat there completely lost. Um, Panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I didn't eat for four days. I was um, there for court. Now your female listeners will understand this because I had responsibilities. So I had to pull myself together to go to court to represent somebody else. And that I was good at. But the moment that my responsibilities were taken care of and it was me that I was supposed to be taken care of, then shit hit the fan and I ended up Mm. in a corner hyperventilating. While I was up there, I called a therapist and 
this was the first time I had reached out for help since my dad passed away. My dad passed away 15 years earlier in 2001. And I remember when my dad passed away, I went to a, a doctor for an unrelated thing. And she found out that my dad had passed away and she tried to prescribe me depression medication in case I needed it. Mm-hmm. And that coded something in my brain that all doctors were ever going to want to do is medicate me. So for 15 years, I refused to talk to anybody Oh wow! until you just can't ignore it anymore Yeah, because you're biologically and psychologically and physiologically not able to function. And that's where I was in 2016. That was the breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge breaking point. Right. But also a good one, right? Because you actually had to come to, to yourself. You had to come to it. You had to face her. You had to face Mm -hmm. this girl be like, all right, Amber, what are we, what are we doing? Right. But what, how did that, or why did that, do you think affected the fact that you, uh, you know, got out of becoming a lawyer or are you still practicing law? I am still practicing law. I've shifted my practice though. So here's the second half of it. So I started going to therapy. Um, I also started obstacle course racing as a result of this because I needed something that didn't remind me of my life. Something that every time I did, I didn't think of this life I thought was going to be existing. Mm -hmm. And so I found Tough Mudder. I started running obstacle course races. I started believing in myself. So I've got the physical component and the mental component that are um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And then I have this therapy component where I'm learning how to handle my emotions. And together that created the perfect storm for me to leave my law firm and open my own law firm um, Mm -hmm. in 2017. The problem was I had told myself my entire life I was never going to own a business. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a government employee, didn't want the responsibility of business ownership. So I had no idea how to do business stuff. Right. So I started searching for business seminars and I found an NLP-based business um, I didn't know what that meant at the time, Um, but then I started getting trained in NLP. And through that process, I started loosening the identity of being an attorney had on me. And um, I had been blogging for a little bit because um, I felt like the anxiety, the depression, the the trauma, like these are all things that we don't talk about in the legal field, right? but we right. take on the emotions of our clients. We take on the responsibility of their well-being and we internalize it. And then we're in this profession where you're not supposed to talk about things like that. So where do we release it at? Right. So I started sharing my story through blogs and conversations. And then I found podcasting and then I was at this crossroads And I remember a very specific conversation with, ironically, the same person that led to my breakdown in 2016, um, where I sent him a blog post about anxiety and depression and human feelings in the legal field. And he said, this is amazing. You can't publish it. Mm. I said, what do you mean I can't publish it? And he's like, this will ruin your legal career. Nobody wants to hire an attorney that feels things like this. They want to think their attorney is invincible. Right. Um, And I struggled with that for a little bit. And I decided that like, this was something I had to do. So I published it. I got a great response. The more that I started to step out of and Mm -hmm. realize that I had intrinsic value Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. outside of whatever 
certifications were hanging on my wall. Right. Right. Then the legal field didn't hold as much of a tight grasp on me. And I was able to say, yes, I work as an attorney and I also work as a coach and I also am a podcaster. Like these right. are all things that are of me, but right. until I could get to that point, because I thought all my value came from being an attorney, the idea of leaving that behind sent me in tailspins. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's really, really good work. And I'm proud of you too, for, for Thank publishing you. that. I'm really, I really am because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of you, you know, it takes a lot. And then you have to like, kind of be a big girl about it too, when it comes back. And if, if it wasn't a good response, if it was a bad response, right? Like when I bought, when I wrote my autobiography, I knew I was going to get a lot of good from strangers, mm -hmm. but not so good from family. Right. Yep. But sometimes it's worth the risk. You just got to do it. Right? Well, and so many people go through that. What is my family going to think? And the reality is like family. And I'm really sorry to say this for anybody who's hearing it. <laughs> Please don't mute me. Um, family is the person you should be worried about the least. Yeah. Because they're yeah. always going to support you the least. And that's not intentional. No, no, that's true. Yeah. It's that yeah. you, who you are now and who they see you as is a huge part of who they believe they are. Right, and when you right. start to change, their identity gets challenged and they don't right. like it. Right. So when we're saying, well, why, why won't you support me? Well, it's because... They can't right now because right. they don't right. understand it. The real question should be, why are you begging for their support instead of looking at all of these strangers mm -hmm. who need your message? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Damn, that's good, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead with your <laughs> and that's, that's so good. And that's so true. And I always said, oh, yeah, your family supports you. After all the strangers have supported you, yes. just wait for all the strangers to support you. Then they'll say, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. That's my sister. That's my whatever. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a difference between love and support. Right. Because I think our yeah, family yeah, yeah. always loves us and they yeah. always want us to be successful. And they're always uprooting for us for the most yeah. part. Yeah. But to actually be supportive of what they're doing requires an understanding. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but there is an amazing song by a girl called Ash Ashley McBride. It's a country song. Mm -hmm. It's called Girl Going Nowhere. And she wrote it about a high school teacher of hers who told her that she would never be a successful musician. Wow. And like that song just has so much of that all of us, all of us at some point in time in our life are told that we won't be whatever we say we 100%. want to be. That is true. Yeah. It's, yep. it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. But it makes it so damn good and so worth it when you do, right? Like when you do start hitting these little, these pinnacles in your life, I'm not saying you ever arrive because I don't think we ever arrive. Yeah. I think the journey is the arrival, you know? Um, but, you know, when you, when you see yourself, uh, you know, going from like struggle or poverty or whatever to six figures or whatever, you, you just go, damn, they told me I couldn't do this. Yeah. Now I'm going for the next thing, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. I love it's that. It's this really fine line between wanting more mm -hmm. and being happy and grateful for what you have at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. knowing why you want more instead of just because serial accomplisher is in my bio for a reason. That's what right. being an attorney was for me. It was just the next accomplishment that I thought was going to fix the 15 years of grief that I didn't deal with, right. you know? And so we have to understand why we want something. Why do you want the six figure income? What do you think it's going to bring you? 
Right. What? Right. Because if you think it's going to bring you freedom and respect and and admiration, you're going to be a six figure income earner with none of those things. <laughs> right. So Facts. we have to understand what yeah. we think we're going to get from our goals. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really, really good. So when you're working with your, um, let's talk about your coaching. So when you're mm -hmm. working with your coaching clients, you know, what is, uh, first of all, do you work with both men and women or just women? Like what, what's your coaching program like? I work with both men and women. The majority okay. of my clients are service-based professionals that are trying to get out of the life that they've built for themselves. Okay. Um, but I think that that applies to anybody, right? We build this life with the resources that we know, and that mm -hmm. life might be a stay-at-home mom, it might be a professor or a teacher or an educator, or it might be a service-based professional. Mm -hmm. But at some point in time, we start to look at what did we think this was going to bring for us, and why are we not happy when we have everything we said we wanted? And yeah. those are the people I work with. Oh, that's awesome. So um, are you working mostly like NLP work or mindset work or helping them develop like their business plan? Like how, how are you doing? How are you navigating that? So I'm a big believer that you can't coach one without the other. So I am not a life coach. I have zero desire to be involved in the drama and trauma that comes along with life. Mm -hmm. However, I know that the drama and trauma that comes along with life dictates how successful your business is. Right. So to the extent that we have to delve into those things, I will. And I can. Mm -hmm. uh, what I want At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Want to do and where my passion is when I work with my clients is I give them a life will. I start with this life will, which I have mm -hmm. a free resource for anybody who's listening to this that I can give you at the end. Um, I start with a life will where we find out what is really causing your lack of fulfillment? Mm -hmm. Because we all know that person who's been like, I'm not happy. It must be my job. So let me leave my job. And yeah. then they leave their job and they're still not happy. Well, my job must not have been the problem. It must be my partner. So I'm going to go find a new one of those. And now you're single and jobless <laughs> and you're still unhappy. So it must be where you live. So you're going to pick up everything and you're going to move to a new location, right? Right. The problem is that we're the common denominator in all of those things. Yeah. We just don't right. want to see it. Right. right. 
So what is it that's really making you unhappy? And what is it? This is where that courage comes in. What is it you don't want to say to yourself about how you really feel about who you are and what you're mm -hmm. capable of? Mm -hmm. So, um, I give them a life wheel. We find out where they're really at. I help them figure out what their definition of success is. And then I help them build a business that fits within that definition of success. And for some people that's going back and working for somebody again. Some people say, I yeah. don't want the stress yeah. of being a business owner or an entrepreneur. I want to go work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I want to leave everything else behind and I want to go mm -hmm. spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's being completely location independent, living in a van and figuring out how to make a business out of that. Whatever their definition of success is, we're going to do everything that we do from that point on with that definition in mind. That's really great. That's really, really great. I love that you said that too, because I think that that's uh, a big piece of where people get caught up too. I think there's a lot on, you know, social media and everything else about everybody having their own thing or being social media influencers and all that. But you're right. Some people like, I have my own stuff. I am an entrepreneur at heart, but I also do like having sometimes that, that steady schedule, mm -hmm. you know, in my life. So you're right. And the, and I love that you will help them be successful in developing whatever that is, you know, that solution to that problem that they have. So that's fantastic that you do that with that. So um, that's your coaching program and you, you do both men and women, right? I do. So that's fantastic. Um, and do you do like a one-on-one -on -one group coaching or just the one-on-one -on -one or how do you run that? So I have both. I have a group coaching program that we keep relatively small um, between you know, eight to 12, 13 people in each pod. I think mm -hmm. when it gets any bigger than that, it becomes harder to get the yeah. attention that you need. So yeah. I would rather run multiple group coaching pods and keep mm -hmm. them small. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I host live events as well. So I do one live oh, cool. event per year. Cool. And then I have NLP certification programs where um, the NLP certification is so important, even for somebody who says, I never want to teach it. I never want to train it because the more you learn about how your mind works, the more oh, yeah. that you can navigate with it. Oh, isn't NLP amazing? Oh, uh, yeah, gosh, I did my, uh, my God, it's the best. I did NLP. I'm um, NLP master practitioner and I love it. I can't believe how much I've learned. And through the, the courses, I've learned a lot about myself, was able to heal a lot of things that I was having problems with. So it, NLP is definitely yeah, that that's that's the game. I think that's an amazing piece of of our minds. Like it's amazing to you know. I, I'm almost fifty. It's it to me. It's like I wish I would have known this when you know mm. my twenties and stuff. You know because um, you know I learned it now within my forties and and fifties. And it's an amazing thing what the mind can do. How you can reprogram. It's a it's beautiful. It right? is. And this is something that I struggle with because I. I speak to businesses and organizations. I do leadership training for organizations. And oh, um, in speaking, I want to get into schools. Like I couldn't get into schools before because COVID was closed, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. now that they're opening back up, I really want to get into schools. And I was actually talking to Les Brown. Um, and oh, we were cool. talking like about, him. he's great. Yeah. And I had asked him, I said, you have kids that you've raised that have become these fantastic humans. These things that you talk about, these concepts that you talk about, do you think that there's ever a too soon to have those conversations? Mm -hmm. Because I know that if somebody would have come to me when I was in junior high and said, hey, Amber, you need to know what success means. I'd be like, well, success means not being in this room right now. 
right? right like right. I don't, right. I'm not, right. I don't That's want, true. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a point in time where we're ready to listen. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where we get to have that extreme patience with going and speaking to people that we know consciously are never going to pay attention to what we're saying right. and hope that unconsciously something latches on mm-hmm. that dictates the way that their unconscious mind sees the world. Yeah. 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 And you're absolutely right. I think everything comes when you need it. Yeah. Right. And I think um, the, the maturity level, it has a big piece to play in it for sure. In the tw- in my 20s, I was trying to survive. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have even taken you seriously in my 20s. You know, I wouldn't um, have taken so- me seriously. Yeah. <laughs> right. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and, you know, what what you're doing there, what you're brewing up in, in your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called More Than Corporate and it has had a journey, man. It started as a passion project. Um, I really had no intention of becoming a coach, of training NLP. I just wanted a place to share my story. And as an attorney, we write so damn much that I did not want to write anymore. So I'm like, somebody tells me (laughs) (laughs) that I can do this and just talk into a microphone. And then I started networking with people who wanted to come on my show. And I started building these ridiculous relationships with people. And then people keep saying, how did you have this conversation? And how did you have this conversation? And um, how did you take back your life? And they started asking me these questions. And I thought, man, maybe I'm onto something. So that's where the coaching came from. So we are at about 270 episodes, I think, of the podcast. Um, We do two episodes a week, usually, um, one interview and one solo episode. Um, And honestly, it is, um, I'm two and a half years in, and it's been such an amazing two and a half years. Oh, that's so cool. I know. Podcasting is so fun. If, if you're that type of person that loves to like connect with people and you love to have those important conversations, I agree with you. I started mine about two and a half years as well. And it has been a wonderful experience. Like I wouldn't have been able to meet you otherwise, Amber, you know, like I'm not sure where in the world, a part of the world you live, but I've been meeting people from Australia and Africa and all these amazing places. And I'm just like, I wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise. So podcasting, yeah love podcasting. Yeah. I tell people all the time. I say, you know, and this is going to sound derogatory, but it's not. Um, I tell them podcasting has allowed me to have conversations with people that I have no business having conversations with people Mm. with, Mm. you know, like, and and I'm not saying I'm not worth those conversations. I'm just saying you call up Les Brown and say, let's have a conversation. And you know, it doesn't work that way. I've had Jordan Harbinger on my show. I've had Steve Sims on my show. Those people are not people that you just call up and say, Hey, what's up? Like, let's shoot the shit for a minute. Right. Um, you have to have a purpose and then you learn so much from them and then they see in you something that you don't see in yourself yet. And then all of a sudden you grow. It's such a beautiful thing. And you know, for anybody who's out there thinking about starting a podcast, the best advice I was given is to pick a timeframe and commit to doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and my timeframe was two years. And I think that I would have quit about a year and a half in if I didn't have that commitment because there is that lull where you're like, does anybody listen to this? Yeah. Like, is there any purpose? And then once one person will send you a message that says, Hey, I saw this episode and you're like, okay, I'm good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) But I'm really so excited because the tangibles, like the internal has been 
exponential, but the tangibles are just starting to show up. And two mm. and a half years in this year, next week, I'm speaking at PodFest and I'm so excited. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yay. That's, so that's awesome. Good for um, you. I'm so excited. And so the Good. speaking engagements, the coaching clients, the business that is now coming, I wouldn't have if I would, had given up before that two right. year mark. Like it takes time. It's a long term oh, yeah. game. It's a long game. Yeah. It's a long game. It's a long game. And you know, what's really cool is that all of this happened because you had a little bit of a breakdown, mm -hmm. right? I mean, because you the were shit able no to one wants to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's because we're willing to talk about the stuff that everybody feels and nobody wants to say. Right, right. I mean, this is straight talk. So we talk about every freaking thing on here, right? Yes, so I love it. <laughs> thanks. I love the fact that um, you, you know, you found, I, I really love, first of all, your journey. And I love the fact that you were able to understand that being a lawyer wasn't all there is to do because look at all of, of what you're experiencing now, right? That you did not have or even think was an opportunity then. And that's what I want my listeners to hear, right? Like guys, just step out, just try something. Don't be afraid. And what are you afraid of anyway? You know, the, who cares about what people think, say, I, I don't, I, I happen to not care because it's just the way I am. You're a, you're, you know, you're a lawyer by trade. So I'm sure you really don't give a damn. You know what I'm <laughs> no. saying? There's two different skin, answers no? to that. Okay. Because, like when I'm <laughs> defending somebody else, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me while right, I'm defending right. them. It was, it took a lot for me to not care what people thought about me when I was defending oh, me. Interesting. Right. Interesting. When it's somebody else, but when it's me, I'm like, huh, like, I don't uh, know about all this. So right. it took some time That's and it was good. actually Brene yeah. Brown's Ted talks that got me out of that. She has a quote that sits on my mirror. I write on my, I live alone. I write on my mirrors like a bachelor because that's apparently the type of person I am. And yeah, on my mirrors is a quote from Brene Brown that says, if you're not also in the arena, getting your ass oh my kicked, God. I'm I in no way interested that. in your oh opinion. I was going to yes. say that. Tell me it's yes. the arena quote. Tell me it's the arena yes. quote. That is my favorite quote. I yes. always, I'm like, oh, you talking, oh, you talking smack. Oh, did you step in this arena? Yeah, yes. So. Like, are you here? <laughs> no, so, you're not. Yeah, so man, I bro. don't I care love that. what you say yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a um, balancing act between I don't care what you say and let me hear you and not take it to yeah. heart because you're not somebody um, the, the other way that I've heard it said, and this was in a meme, I feel like memes have a place in our culture right now. Yeah, um, sure. and it said, don't ask for directions from somebody who's never been where you're going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I feel, right? You don't know where I'm going. Right. So right. why would I care what you right. have to say about it? Are you, a, right. are you my potential client? Yeah. Are you a potential mentor? Do I respect right. your opinion? Right. And right. you notice like family was not on those three. Right. <laughs> I love my family, but if I listened to them, I would right. still be working for $10 an hour at a Burger King. Right. No, because exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So. And, it, and I always think about something too. Like when somebody says something, well, most times I laugh when people just say mean things. I just, I don't know. I just laugh. I'm cynical that way. But when somebody says something that pinches me, I go, okay, Nina, I think we have something to deal with here because why did that bother you? You know? Well, so 
We're going to yep. have to handle that. Guys, start do some NLP techniques on yes. yourself. <laughs> what right. about this is about me is the hardest question mm -hmm. to answer. Mm -hmm. But it's so true. Every time somebody pisses me off, I'm like, what about? And, and the more that you hang out with people who know this, the more mm -hmm. that your circle becomes people who understand why we get triggered. Right. I'll look at them and I can see it on their face that they're about to ask me the question. And I'm like, I know why it triggers me. I'm not ready to deal with it. Right. Don't say the words. <laughs> like, <laughs> so don't they zip. Duck tape. Yeah. Nothing. Right, right, right. Exactly. You don't always have to say something, right? <laughs> so I know funny. what you're going to say. I'm not ready. I really, really so love this conversation, Amber. I mean, I don't want to take you up all night because I think we could talk all day. So oh, I agree. <laughs> so before I let you go, though, I love your energy and I love who you are and what you stand for. So I have to tell my audience how to reach you, follow you, support you, all that great stuff. So drop all that knowledge for us. Thank you so much. So you can go to successdevelopmentsolutions.com, which is my website. If you go forward slash straight talk, there's a free gift for you guys there. It's a oh, life wheel as well as a goal planner um, to help you figure out what you want your next quarter to look like. Um, you can also follow me on social. I'm most active on Facebook. Um, and those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome sauce. I'm going to make sure to link all of that. Thank you. You're so amazing. I love Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love this your energy. I am definitely, uh, in fact, I have it open on one of my tabs. So I am definitely going on to your podcast to subscribe because I was Thank just you. listening to the one with Daniel. I love the way you do your, you know, interviews. You're just like free flowing and you guys talk about really great conversation. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about where you're going, Amber. So kudos. Thank That's you. Awesome. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun having you guys. I'm going to make sure to link everything below for her, for you guys to go ahead and reach out to her. Make sure that you go and look for that life wheel. I'm going to put that information below as well. I mean, it's a free gift from her to you. So go ahead and take advantage of that. Those things bring value. So make sure that you guys follow her, support her, do all of that amazing stuff. And if you want to work with her, I'll make sure to link that as well. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is Nina Perez, straight talk, no sugar added until next. Broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 